Welcome to the Gifters Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. Our guest today is Eileen Dillon. Eileen, thanks so much for being on our show. It's my pleasure. So just talking to Eileen right before our interview, and she, her, her story was so inspiring. Like, wait, 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 wait. Don't tell me anymore. I, I want to capture my enthusiasm and the audience's enthusiasm to share your story, Eileen. So if you could just you know, tell us you're an author, a speaker, a coach, but you started a little bit later in life. So just tell us uh, what, you're, what you're up to these days. Well, the reason I started a little bit later, I was going to mention to you, my sister asked me when I was 16 what I wanted to do in life. And I said, I wanted to write. And she said, what about? And I said, life, but I have to live some of it first. And so that's what I've been writing about is life. And what I have in my book, Emotions in Motion, uh, is uh, the uh, emotional and spiritual journey of making sense out of life and making it run well. And that's what I have evolved. And it did take me close to 50 years before I could write the book. So what I'm doing now that you and I were talking about is that I am a full-time RVer right now on sabbatical because my son called me home and said, come help me plant a, a victory garden, so to speak. Uh, and I've been traveling the world for three years since my husband died. And that's when I wrote my book and met a lot of people and I'm having a wonderful time and um, just enjoying life. As I mentioned to you, I had a choice, uh, like a baseball game of uh, being on third base and either going into home plate uh, on my face or standing up. And I've decided to go in standing up for the last part of my life. That's amazing, Eileen. Eileen actually has 50 years of a career as a California-based transpersonal marriage and family counselor. She had this phenomenal career. And then you chose after retiring and after, unfortunately, your, your husband passed away. I'm sorry to hear that, that you chose to do a different stage of life. And, and I really admire that. You actually reminded me of a, a friend of mine. Her name is Diana Nyad, who um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with her, but she's the only person in the world that's ever swam from Cuba to Key West. Oh, yes. I remember yeah. her. Yes. Yeah. And she did it when she was, I think, 64 on her fifth attempt after 30 plus years. But she reminds all of us, regardless of what your age is, it's like you can still dream. If you're still breathing, you still dream. And you're a perfect example of that's why when you shared the story briefly, I'm like, wait, 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 let's get on the podcast first <laughs> so I can, I can spread the love and energy with our audience because anyone that's listening right now, some of them might have doubts. Some of them might be afraid. But here you are in a different stage in life, but yet you're still living and you're growing. And that's great because, again, a lot of times when I meet people, they're like, even when they're 16 years old, they're like, I'm so old. I'm like, really? And well, so you, I really... Don't, you don't die until you die unless you, <laughs> unless you make yourself die. Yeah. And, um, you know, life is about, uh, I see the, our, our world as a big giant school. We've all come here in order to learn and grow. And that guides my life. It's guided my psychotherapy. And I think it can also be a big help to people with the COVID-19 virus right now. We're in a time of enormous learning. And most of us don't like to learn. Uh, we don't like to change. Uh, but that's what's up for us now. And the more we embrace the change and learn uh, to care about one another, to take responsibility for our own life, 
to, uh, to treat ourselves with love, the more we do that, the better things are going to be working for all of us. I love how you mentioned it. It's about enormous learning. So what's one thing you hope that people learn from this? I mean, you said it, a few of them, but like, um, we're all in different stages of life, right? So enormous learning, what, what are some things we should really learn if we just sit down, like practically? Well, let me emphasize that the first thing is I want people to learn that the earth is a, a big giant school mm-hmm. and that uh, that's not a negative. It's a wonderful opportunity. And it also makes sense of everything that happens or occurs in our lives. And we can find out what we need to learn by just asking, what am I trying to teach myself with this experience? And along, learning happens through experiences, and along with experiences come emotions. And those emotions have a job. That's what my book is about. The job is to help us navigate the experiences so we end up having a better life. Hmm. So does that mean you feel a lot of people don't have a good life? Well, they don't have the good life that they want. If we look at, uh, say, alcoholism issues or illness statistics or whatever, we're not really living full, generous lives the way many people want, uh, people who are still searching for their purpose and so forth. We, we haven't learned to follow our hearts and, uh, and learn from what comes up so that we can progress. And that is something that has been a gift to me and to the many, many people I've contacted, had contact with over the last 50 years. Why do you think people don't have that sense of purpose and clarity in their lives? I think it's largely because we get cut off from our hearts as we grow up. We're literally taught not to pay attention to our emotions. And this is not to find fault with anybody. We've been not paying attention to emotions for so many generations. People don't know how to teach other people to deal with emotions. And the thing I'd like to really share with the world is working with emotions is actually quite easy. And they're a gift to human beings. They're designed to help us. And you can partner with them and your life will improve. I'm going around the country. People go, oh, that takes so much bravery. Aren't you afraid? I don't do anger. I don't do fear. I don't Mm. do worry. Mm. I don't do guilt. It's not necessary. That is really profound because again, you talk about emotions. So one of the emotions that many people are experiencing is fear. So if someone is experiencing fear and your, your suggestion is don't feel it. No, no, we can never get rid of our emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, of, of emotions, the emotions that come up in us. It's a good thing not to claim them as ours because mm-hmm. they're energy and they just pass through like a river mm-hmm. goes through the riverbed. Uh, but fear, I, my life was ruled by fear for 50 years. And when I turned 50, I decided I'm tired of this. And so I figured out something to do that has evolved into me if fear goes through it's like seconds nothing more than that i'm not afraid now in this experience for example um what what i learned was that the opposite of fear is faith not spiritual faith or religious faith but the faith that you have for putting your head on the pillow 
at night and knowing you're going to wake up the next morning, right? And the problem is we, when something occurs, we initially go immediately to fear. And so the problem becomes, how do I get myself out of fear and over to faith? And the technique I developed for myself, which may or may not work for other people, but I've seen it work for a number of people, is I just, I wanted something that was bigger than me. So I said, what if I had a written guarantee from God that everything's going to work out and I'm going to be okay? What would I be paying attention to then? What decisions would I make? What actions would I take? And at age 50, I started doing that. And now at age 77, fear is like, I have to look for it. I don't even find it. Wow. I mean, from a purely, you know, anatomical and biological standpoint, we have this thing in our brains called the amygdala. It's like the fight or flight right. response. Right. And so what I'm curious is we only have a few more minutes. Why do you think it took 50 years? Like you said, you're in here for 50 years. Like, where does that come from? Um, well, because I was, uh, I think I did it to myself if I looked on a spiritual level, but I was set up to focus on emotions by having a terrible childhood. And so, and marrying at age 19 and having, uh, being filled with anger. And I needed to take some time to learn about these things. Mm -hmm. And the problem was back in the 1970s, uh, my, uh, my husband and I conceived a child together. And when she was 10 months old, he decided he didn't want to be a father. Yes. And uh, he left. And that really pissed me off, Christopher. Mm. And so it, it gave me the opportunity to start releasing all the anger that had developed from me losing my birth mother when I was two and being in boarding schools and traveling hither and yon in a military family. And and it came out on my little daughter. So I went on a search and I said, can anybody tell me why we have emotions? What anger is about? Can we handle it? Why is it so profound? I went to the University of California, Berkeley, School of Social Welfare Library, and sat there for days looking for answers. And there were none. Because even therapists didn't pay attention to anger or fear or hurt as separate entities to find out about them. They just looked at them as part of other problems, right? Mm -hmm. So I had to set out on my own to get the answers for myself so that I didn't pass this uh, anger in particular. I now consider myself a recovered angry person uh, <laughs> uh, to pass that anger on to others. Wow. That is so profound, Eileen. I, I, I'm always so amazed at the people that I meet on this podcast. And <laughs> I, I appreciate how you, you phrase it in terms of, again, it's the guarantee from God that you have, but also an enormous learning. So for those that are going through some tough times now, and mind you, what you just shared, Eileen, can be applied today, tomorrow, next week, next year, or even 100 years, you know. So I appreciate your timeless knowledge and your wisdom and your grace and your understanding of life because it's, it's so great to meet people like yourself who, who can not just experience it and walk through those fires of pain, but also articulate that in a very kind, non-judgmental and a gracious way. So Eileen, thanks so much for being on our Kitsis podcast. How can our guests stay in touch with you? My website is emotionalmasteryforlife.com and 
uh, use my name. If you want to uh, send me an email, it's Eileen, I-L-E-N-E, at emotionalmasteryforlife.com. And my book, Emotions in Motion, is on Amazon. Great. Everyone, hopefully you can learn more from Eileen, as I have. Eileen, thanks so much for being on our show. It is my pleasure. Thank you.